Hello, and welcome back to the Three Guys Podcast. We've returned in the spooky month of Halloween. Um, it's spooky, probably more accurate. Uh, I'm Tyler. I'm Ben. I'm Dixon. And we just got back from seeing Tusk. Um, if you, This one was something that wasn't normally going to be in theaters. It kind of appeared on limited dates... It's a Kevin Smith film, so it's not like it's going to get a major theme. I understand run. why it showed up here, I think. And it's dumb. Oh, yeah. I don't maybe, even know where to begin with maybe this. Maybe a plot synopsis so we can explain that last point. <laughs> old man kidnaps a dude and turns him into a walrus. There's your movie. Crazy old man. like. Well, that goes without saying. Okay, he's no, turning people into walruses. <laughs> maybe a bit. I'll expand on that. Jason Long has a podcast where... Apparently, like, he goes and talks to fucked up people, and then he describes his conversation with his partner, who doesn't see the conversation with the other person, and they call it not see. N-O-T-S-E-E. I guess it's also, like, kind of a Tosh.0 thing, where, like, they watch videos, and... They just they just seem to do whatever... It's they, a podcast. Yeah, they podcast, yeah. yeah. So, they, they have, basically, their version of the Star Wars kid, who, now that I think of it, was from Montreal. Was it? Quebec. Huh. But anyway... Um, their version of the Star Wars kid and who like Jason Long is gonna go visit him in Canada so he goes to Winnipeg hence why the film was probably shown here well, it only has limited Canadian releases that's so, the only reason why we ended up seeing it it was in today he goes today there only. and he doesn't end up doing the interview with the kid and he's trying to find someone else a series of events he ends up at this old man's house who's telling him like some interesting stories like which we meet. Uh, what's the actor's name? Uh, Michael uh, Michael Parks. Michael Parks is the uh, actor who plays uh, Howard Howe, and he's actually quite enthralling. And then it turns. Starts into... the guy starts turning into a walrus. Yeah. And I'm not talking like moo magic or a curse. I'm talking like human centipede style. Yeah, he hacks them up and sews them up and. Okay. So is that pieces of other people to him? So, and... like, there's no point talking about the plot, really, in no. that regard. No, we just kind of did. We kind of put this in like, a nutshell. And then yeah. they go looking for him. And the tribulations of being his a friend and his girlfriend. And... I guess. The only thing you really... Okay. First off, as, as I mentioned to these guys, I only, only chose to see it because it was a limited showing in Canada. Uh, it, it was one day. And that's why I was just like, you guys, it's Friday... It's a one night show. This is kind of serendipitous. It's October. It's a horror movie, so that w- it makes sense. Because last year we didn't go to any movies. We just no. we watched s- them. Yeah, you know, we stayed here for one horror movie. So we, we elected to go see this one because we're like, it's it, it's it kind of works out. I just had some dental work, so Tusk, October, Pot. It all made serendipitous sense somehow. Yeah, we normally we would not. Mind. Normally we wouldn't like see this. This isn't yeah. normally, and it's, it's such an aberrant kind of movie because it's a Kevin Smith film. That's just like takes place in Canada. It's just the premise. Like, this is so... This is so out of left... And the fact that it was, like, described as a comedy in, in yeah. a couple places, because both Ben and me saw it, we didn't hallucinate it. Yeah. I saw it To somebody, this is a comedy. It was according a horror to, according, comedy. According to Wikipedia, actually... A it's horrible a, comedy? It's a horror comedy drama. They, they, I don't know if someone's edited it recently or not, but someone tacked on drama to the end of that. It is basically, to put it into a simpler phrase... It's human centipede, but it's almost a black comedy version of that, where it's still secretly kind of terrifying, but uh, it has more moments where it's funny, and I'm not sure if that's intentional or not. 
Well, speaking of weirdly intentional things, did anyone else notice right in the beginning of the movie the fact that it said based on an actual story? Well, that's just, that's a horror trope. That, I, it might like, be yeah. the fact that it was based on a podcast. That could based be. Based on an actual story. It's based on a story. So we'll explain that first. Basically what happened is, if you've never heard of Kevin Smith does a podcast, kind of like what we do, except his has millions of more listeners than ours. In it, for I don't know how the conversation came up, but he started describing this weird movie that was this premise. This got a big following on Twitter and Facebook and wherever the hell else. And thanks to the kicks, I'm going to call it the Kickstarter generation, where anything can happen with enough money and fan support. Kevin it Smith, happened. In big case, the Kevin Smith asked the the world, like, "Do you want to see this movie?" Hashtag Walrus Yes or or Tusk Yes. I think it was Walrus Yes. Yeah. Or Walrus No. And apparently there was enough support that he decided to make this film. So Walrus Man. <laughs> so Walrus Man story. Uh, intentional things. Um, plus, it, I want to say, do you want to talk about the visuals? Like, I'm talking about not just the effects, but like the cinematography. So we, we'll start with cinematography. Kevin Smith admits this. His films are not exactly action-packed cinema, like cinematic movies. He likes his, his slower, talky films. He likes his dramas. He likes the guys like... That's why he's so into comedy, because it doesn't require a lot of camera work. Yeah. Even he admits he doesn't have good camera work. There was some good camera work in here, though. There was a little bit of I camera work I like the shot with, uh, near the end with the spiral staircase, kind of. That was kind of a cool shot. Like, it almost like they were framed. Like, they're, they're, like I hate to say it, that probably wasn't his idea. Then. I'm sure well, that's not the else. point, though. The point is the movie has some good camera work. I never felt Very like it little. lingered. The parts it lingers on, that's not... It's because of the dialogue, not the cinematography. Yeah. That it's a problem. Yeah. yeah, it was actually really good, camera-wise. Like, I was... Nothing looked off. The good close-ups, actually. Like, good following and keeping you enthralled. Yeah. Very basic, but kind of effective camera work. I I wasn't too particularly impressed with it. I think it helped with the... Being as I'm the one that has... I've seen more Cameron Smith films than you guys. Hmm. I don't think I've seen any. Uh, That's just kind of the way his camera works. I don't think I will after this. Uh, He, um... (laughs) Spoilers, <laughs> relax over there. We'll so we'll go into acting because we're, we're, we're going to blast our way through the positives first because uh, we're uh, we're rather biased on the film. Yeah, I think uh, acting wise, we got some. There's only two characters that really matter because they dominate the screen time. There's Michael Parks as Howard Howe. Michael Parks is enthralling. He's captivating and. He's, it almost feels like he should be in a different movie. Like he is very—I hate to say this—he's too good for this. He's movie. very separate from the actual comedy aspects of the film. But he's very yeah. much plays it kind of straight. But it, it's in his straight delivery that some of the better humor comes through. Yeah, yeah. Like just because he's playing it so straight makes it funny because what we're seeing is kind of insane. He plays very a very good insane person. He does. He's and terrifying. If, if it, it's almost like. Beautifully terrifying. His speeches enthrall you. You're absolutely in awe. You want to sit there no matter what. Like the walrus thing isn't the oddest part of this movie, really. No. His motivation isn't like for a crazy person isn't that odd. Like, why would you like a tiger or a bear? Like, why not a walrus? Like, yeah. Like in, well, in his mind, that makes there's perfect a reason sense. for it. There's a reason for yeah, it. Yeah. Like that's the weirdest part. Is that it makes sense? Uh, the other star character. Uh, at least before they put him in the walrus suit, is Jason Long, who it, it, he's essentially playing. And I don't want to. I don't want to say this like this. He's kind of playing this 
slimy douchebag hipstery character. Where yeah, he, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, uh, he does his podcast. He's called. He's even called out for it. He's called out for it a few times, but that's kind of like a horror trope. They want to put something in front of. That's like, okay, this is happening to this person, but you shouldn't like him because he does this. However, body mutilation is kind of one of those weird things. Like if he just he was an asshole, he got killed. That's different. That's different. This this is this is this is completely different. Yeah. Like he's not like the quotient of how bad a person he is to what happens to him is not. Not equal. equal here. Not no, equal. No, I, I mean, it's a little bit of spoilers, but you know, a bullet would have been the nicer thing to happen later. But yeah, I, I certainly think so too. Uh, but <sighs> the only problem with Jason Long's role is he essentially disappears into the suit, and his role is limited to him flopping around by like screaming. And walrus... I'm calling it walrus grunt. Cause yeah. Yeah, that's all it really kind of is. Like, he, his stuff before he turns into the walrus creature is really good. This is by the time he becomes a walrus. is like... This could have yeah. been anybody, really. I'm not even sure it was still Jason Long. It probably was. Yeah, I think it was him. I assume so, but... And they didn't have, they didn't have the, the budget to put someone else in the suit. Probably not, because <laughs> their only other... Uh, they only have... Uh, there's Haley Joel Osment as the friend... Who I haven't seen in forever, so that's kind of mm. cool. I didn't recognize the girl in the story. The friend's okay. Yeah. The girl, they give a lot of lines to, and some of it they could have left completely out. There's a whole, like, kind of, yeah. not even a subplot. It's kind of this monologue. It's like micro has. point in this movie that, like, has no purpose being there. It could have actually saved a lot of time in the movie. Well, it, the, whole, well, yeah, the it, whole purpose of it is, like I said, to facilitate, is to explain for the second or third time, I think it is, by the time they actually do it, that Jason Long's character is an asshole. He's yeah. kind of let fame go to his head. The limited fame that he has as a podcaster. Yeah. And there's some weird, like, flashbacks, I could say. They'll show a scene, and then they'll show it again, but it's like they've added to it. Like, it's stuff they left out, but you wonder why they left it out. Uh, that's... Like, I guess it's kind of to reveal stuff, but it doesn't seem... It, almost... it has to the suspense. It, it kind of does, su- but... It, uh, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. It adds to the suspense, but it also seems very much like a filler. Some of it's filler, some of it adds, like... Yeah. In the convenience store, they, that's actually good. I like what they did there. Yeah, what they what they did there was good, but up in the beginning like, there, it was like, almost a little repetitive. In the girl's apartment, no, there was no point. Or like them talking, it was almost. What was the point of that? Yeah, there, there really wasn't one. Because um, I mean, them talking happened three times. They played yeah. that something like that. And the, like two they, two of the points, like the two extra times, don't really add much. No, and that that and they start from the very beginning. Like they don't cut closer to it. They just kind of start from the very beginning, play it all again. They don't play it all again. They play almost all of it. I don't think they cut much. I, I can't. But either way, I'm, I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to block it out. Uh, the only other actor, quote unquote, and I'm not insulting these people. But there's only one other actor. Gila Point. As Gila he's credited as he's credited as Gila Point, though I don't know why. When it's clearly Johnny. Would you Depp. want to be cred- if you were him? Would you want to be credited with this? I don't know what Johnny Depp is doing in this movie. Playing a uh, French Canadian detective stereotype. I don't know how he got. I don't know how this. How did Kevin happen. Smith pull that? I don't know. Well, to be fair, we can't be a hundred percent that it's it's you know, Johnny Depp. It's Pretty him. sure it is. Ninety no, like I Google it. It's it's him. It is actually him. It yeah. says on, it says on Wikipedia that it's him, and I know Wikipedia is not the most trustworthy of sources, yeah. but it's but that's but, why I say ninety nine percent. Yeah, it's him. So uh, he's he's Johnny Depp, but. He's really silly. And his scenes are too long. Yeah. Now, that's kind of the problem with uh, this this film kind of in general. It's nothing wrong with the acting. It's all in 
I don't want to say it's, it might not necessarily be the script's fault, but it's certainly in the pacing. Uh, whoever's putting the script, Kevin Smith, I'm sorry. Yeah. It, you know, when you're putting the script together, the scenes, some of the scenes that linger on are fine, but then there's a couple that that, that we're talking about. Guy Lapointe or Johnny Depp's character, he has an extended monologue at this faux Canadian restaurant uh, where he's beating the French-Canadian joke to death. Then he proceeds to bury it. Then he proceeds to dig it up again, uh, rape the corpse, and then reburies it. It almost seems like he does that not to be offensive. Yeah, like he when comes he first out more starts, offensive. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he comes out like offensive there almost. And then it's kind of like, uh, okay, it's a little funny. And then it's like, okay, this is just... This is just kind of irritating. I don't know if it's offensive now or not. See, that's kind of the thing about this movie. And maybe it's just because the, the, as a Canadian, this film, it, it legitimately feels like that Kevin Smith has taken all the pot shots of every Canadian stereotype he could fit into an hour and 40 uh, it's minutes. It's not that bad, but I, there is, it's, no. there's stuff in there. That's it, it's the French-Canadian thing with, with uh, Johnny Depp's character. It's beaten to death. Well, no, I think the thing is, is because... He does the the Canadian stereotype thing, but it's almost it's just not funny enough. It's not presented funny enough. And I'm not sure who would find that funny because it's only the only to me the only reason it was funny at first was because yo I know a couple French Canadians. That's kind of how they talk. Ha, yeah. ha, ha. Like there's a stereotype there, and you think it's kind of funny at first, but then it drags and it drags. It's and... not it's not that it's being offensive. It's just that his scenes are just too long. Yeah, his, no, his delivery yeah. is. But there's a few other scenes that are just kind of like. Eh, like the convenience store scene. Did you not notice what was lining the back wall behind the counter? Maple syrup. Yeah. Glass bottles of maple syrup from corner to corner on that one guy. Even one of those kind of stores that sells that kind of stuff. I even know. Okay. They have something at the forks at the at like the airport. But at a gas station, like a it was a gas station convenience store that also sold beer too. Which is actually not legal in Canada. Yeah, that's a... Uh, did it sell beer? I didn't see any beer. It did. It has Or like, there's places like beer. that, um, when you go to like, Ontario. Like, like, Western Ontario. There's oh. a lot of places along the highway like that. Okay. Because a lot of Americans come up. Okay. Yeah, they're... Like hunting they're... and camping. Okay. So there is stores like that, kind of. Yeah, the traps. But stores. I think it still was used as a joke. Okay, and yeah. then and then there's the, uh, when Jason Law's character goes through the airport... When he gets hit up by border border control, who's played by the guy from Epic Meal Time, who as as Jared, as as Dixon has pointed out at this point, looks dead to the world. But considering what he eats and how he lives, I wouldn't be surprised if he's dead inside. <laughs> they they beat the joke to death that oh Canadians you know we're we're not we're not happy people we're, op- optimistic. we're optimistic and we, uh, we're not blue we're not blue because we're never sad because there's the no flag is red and white. And yeah, there's, there's the a blue joke is, there. is a joke. There's no there. point to linger on that. No, yeah, it, we, it, you don't you don't badmouth hockey in Canada. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's I not delivered well. There's enough. even a poutine joke. There's a lot of there's yeah. a lot. I just I think it's it's like oh it's it's one of a, and then he like goes after Degrassi, which I don't like Degrassi, but I know it's a thing. It's kind of an institution, I guess. And mm. Kevin Smith was in it once. Jane Silent Bob did a Degrassi episode. And I think he directed a few. So I was like, oh, that's kind of a funny nod. But mm. it just seems like, and it's like, oh, and the detective they talk to, he sounds like a Nova Scotian. And, yeah. you know, Canadians don't have mistakes as um, serial, serial killers. killers. It's, just, it's, it's all that weird stuff. Like, and yeah, uh, we're not saying that Kevin Smith is, deli- it's like, isn't like, oh, haha, look at these Canadians. It's more like, oh, look at these, 
it's done in jest, but the problem is the jokes go on too long. Specifically, the French Canadian joke. Yeah, like it's funny for a little while, but then it drags, and then it drags. And I've already I've, I've said my piece on that one. Yeah, and that's just kind of a problem the film has in general. It lingers. It's got some weird choices with music. Sometimes well, the lack of music. Before we get to music, music, I'm thinking about this now. You know what? It, it, what's weird hmm. is it doesn't linger on the walrus. It doesn't linger on like the scary scenes or the, the like. Okay, there's the scenes that do the tension building with between Michael Parks and Justin Long. And then there's the scenes where he's the walrus, but it doesn't linger on those scenes longer than it needs to. It's only on the other stuff that he lingers to. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like, I just thought of that. I was like, that's... Probably because, it's like, legitimately, it's pretty ter- It's pretty horrible. Uh, don't get me wrong, it is, but you think that's what he would linger on, because, it, like I said, like we said... No, he's trying to push the quote-unquote comedy quotient. Because the walrus is... We get the walrus pretty fast, all in all, in this movie. I think it's, like, within the first half hour. Uh, well, that's when it minutes. started. Like, you, don't, it, you don't fully see him pretty, until 45. It's pretty fast, though. We get the walrus thing. Yeah. And it's like... It's pretty horrifying, actually. Yeah. Body mutilation is the one... But we get it really fast. fast, which I thought was actually kind of odd. The one thing Probably that was... Probably the, the actual suit itself was cheaper to produce than the in-between stages. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I was actually... I was going to say, uh, you know, it's... It's kind of funny that... Uh, he used uh, like a practical thing there. It's actually kind of nice to see that. Well, there weird. is some CG in the movie. Was there? Very little, with but the, with, the, with the kid that he was going to go visit. Oh, that video like well, yeah, that was CG'd. There's, yeah, but, but most of the movie is is practical, which is nice. You know, I am a sucker for practical effects. I always, like it looked good and how terrifying it was. Like it doesn't. Yeah, like that real, but it's horrible enough. It's like ugh. It's horrible enough that it, it triggers your reflex. Like I know this isn't real, but still, ugh. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, what was really good looking is when you see that like other body that was in the water. There's like two of them down there. Yeah, was well, there two? Yeah, there's, I, there was two. There of was them. a oh. there was a dead walrus man. Yeah, that, that one fun. looked really cool. The music, yeah, like I was just like, back say, to like, music. I'm sorry to interrupt like, yeah. you on that. The, the silence is used well. Like it's not the silence that's a problem. It's just when they do add music, sometimes it's like. Like, there's a final climactic scene, and it's, like, a really weird choice of song. Like, I don't know what it was. It was almost, like, kind of like a boogie kind of song. Like, it was really weird. Like, I it know, felt like, out of place. Which It was again, very, like... It might have been the joke, but I don't know. Well, the thing is, like, if you look at the list of songs there at the end, like, they used... They made sure to go out of their way that had something either with Tusk or Walrus in it. I think it's, over half the songs had it in there. I except don't, for the obvious pun joke... You know, I am the walrus, but that's probably because they didn't want to pay royalties on yeah. that. Like, yeah, that right. That, I felt. I feel like that writes itself. But apparently, they're just like, no, it's too obvious. I am the walrus. Like, come on. But apparently, that was yeah. too obvious. But no, the music. The music you're right is is very all over the place. There are times where it's it's like when they're slowly building suspense in the beginning of the movie when Jason Lowe is going up to the house for the first time. That music is not what you would expect the music to be there. For example, but no. it still works. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different than what would normally be put in that kind of slow. I'm surprised scene. we got flashbacks. We got a lot from of the old man when his story. So actually, I really like that. Yeah, that was cool. It was cool to see. Like he, he, like what I feel in this movie, trying to walk the line between horror and comedy. I feel like the horror bits were accomplished really well with the two principal actors. Yeah, and the comedy bits they're trying to pick up the slack with the other ones. And it doesn't work, but the uninten- like I guess it is kind of intentional, unintentional humor between the principal actors does work. 
Yeah, it seems it's like the other stuff that do- the drama doesn't work with the other people, and the comedy doesn't work with the other people. No, it almost seems like they made one half of the movie and went, "Okay, we need more stuff in here," so they quickly made the second half with the other. To ones. be fair, yeah, it's like you almost need because I'm thinking back to the Human Centipede because I actually have seen the first one. If you cut out the erroneous bit with the detectives in that movie, because two detectives eventually show up to go looking for the lost yeah. American uh, tourists, that movie's like maybe an hour, an hour and twenty minutes or something. And like that. And the biggest, probably like my prince, my two principal things, like when the initial discussion of this movie was, I don't know if it's going to walk that line between comedy and horror very well, and I don't know how it can be an hour and forty minutes. That boggles my mind. Well, in, in seeing the film. You understand why it's that long because there's too much dragging. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of filler and dragging, and ugh. there are parts you are enthralled. Like this could have been like a 90 minute deal. I think you could have easily cut 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, you oh, probably yeah. could have cut 20 minutes easy. I still think you could have probably put this at the minimum of like the hour and a half. I think it is. I'm not actually sure. Yeah, that would. Is. You could be comfortable at an hour and a half. Yeah. Maybe things have to be spaced differently in, in the script. Like I, I'm not a filmmaker, and you know. I, all I do is just talk about this, but wow, this film's all over the place. So I think we've <laughs> talked about everything we need to talk about. I think we can go straight into rating. You know what? I'll go first. It's I all ha- your fault anyway. It's all my fault anyway. It's your birthday gift. You go first. Mm, fine. We put up with this. <laughs> Y'all, it was your idea to do the podcast for it. I just wanted to see the film. I didn't yeah. think either of you would say yes to it. It seemed like fertile ground. Oh, well, we got something to talk about. Well, yeah. we'll give the ratings, then we can do the thing <laughs> that we talked about before. Um, so, but just before we start rating, we'll, we'll say this: Should you, if it pops up on Netflix or if you see it on DVD, because inevitably to go there. Well, maybe not Netflix, but let's pretend it does. Do you recommend it to people? Just to see it. Like Wait. is this, is this? Like, okay, The Human Centipede, I keep drawing allusions to it, but the film does kind of relate to that one in some ways. A bit. You almost recommend people see The Human Centipede just to kind of see the ridiculous nature of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that Tusk falls into that same mentality, so ultimately I wouldn't recommend people see it. Like, if you're a Kevin Smith fan, there's a good chance you've already seen it somehow, or you're going to see it, and you either liked it or you didn't. That's you know what that's that's your deal. I applaud Kevin Smith for at the very least being willing to go away from the formula, the formula, the norm. Like he's doing what he wants to do as a filmmaker, and credit to you for doing what you want to do. You don't want to be typecast as a comedy director. Cool. I applaud you for that. But well, that doesn't mean I like your film. <laughs> I didn't like Red State. I didn't like this one. This premise is so ridiculous. And if you at the end of the, in the credits, at the end of the credits. You can hear uh, Scott Mosier and Kevin Smith talk about it on their podcast. I think it's Scott Mosier. And they're just talking about like the final act of the movie. And they're basically... If you've heard that podcast, you've seen the movie. Because they pretty much do the podcast note for note, from what I can tell. And it's, it's one of those ideas that sounds kind of cool when you're with a buddy and you're just shooting the shit with each other. And it sounds like this incredibly interesting idea. But... It shouldn't have happened. Some I, I'm going to steal this from Dixon. He's been saying this basically since we left the theater. Somebody should have said no. There's a lot of people involved in this movie. Somebody <laughs> had no. To... Nobody said no. All these people said yes. It has 
It has a good opening little bit to it. It really does. But then the film has to do all the other stuff it does. The premise is so ridiculous that by the time you get over that, there's just nothing there. Like, once the other reveal of it, like, there is... There's, there's nothing more to it. It feels... I don't want to say soulless, because it isn't. It's... But... I, I, there's just something wrong with this movie. And it's not like, oh, it's... It's not like it's trying to do something provocative or interesting or just being weird for the sake of weird. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is just weird for the sake of weird, now that I think about it. But once once you've seen... Like, once the opening bits are done, once Jason uh, Jason Long is the uh, is the walrus, there's only a... Like, okay. I'm sorry. You just said I just can't give a straight face. It's like, once he's the walrus. <laughs> once that's what happens. That's, it, it's, yeah. That's the movie. He's the residual walrus. I just, I, I, it's one of those movies I feel like if you could watch some sort of super cut that was just the Michael Park and Jason Long scenes, you might get something enjoyable out of it in maybe 45 minutes. Maybe. If that. Because, <laughs> like I said, they, like Michael Parks is, te- is funny in a terrifying way. And Jason Long, he, he makes a good victim. I'm sorry. Hmm. Yeah. But I just... I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. I understand why it's getting such a limited release. Because uh, it wouldn't make money after day two. Well, it's already <laughs> it's, it's being considered a critical bomb. Like it's a box office bomb. By I don't think he expected else. I don't know if he did or not. I don't know if he cared. I don't want to rate this. I really don't. I feel like we should I should almost be no rating because this is not something you can rate. This just isn't. You know, what? if I'm gonna rate it, fine. Uh, three out of ten. I'm gonna do three walrus tusks. That's okay. not spooky. There you go. I don't care if it's not spooky. It's appropriate. It's, it's appropriate for the movie we're watching. It's spooky if you see the movie. Fair enough. I didn't like it. With your... I'm going to be honest. With your ramblings of this movie here, you've basically covered everything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there is to say. I mean, the only thing I can say is... Is you're right that, you know, if you just saw the one half there with... Uh, Michael Parks. With Michael Parks and... Jason Long. And Jason Long there. It would be an incredibly short movie... But it would be so much better. You know, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit you need to cut because sometimes it does drag. And But other than that, it was... That wasn't bad. The other half was like, man, beating a dead walrus. Give it three, because I'm pretty sure I gave After Earth like two. This is a three. It's a little better than After Earth. But what do you give but... it a three out of? Three skulls. Our skulls. Okay. Because that's... After Earth is bad in that it's like a case of terrible Hollywood nepotism. Like, it's exactly by the numbers what you expect. You see it all coming. And it it's just very uninteresting. This is so much different. This isn't Hollywood nepotism. This is like, people wanted this. Some fans want this. I don't know how many. I, I, Kevin Smith, I'm sure, has loads of fans. I don't even know how many of those wanted this. But enough people wanted this that they made it. And it's more offensive than After Earth. But. Like, you could just put After Earth on in the background. No one would bat an eye. I think what offend, offend, is more offensive to more people because it's just it's got that human centipede. Gross kind of terrifying factor. But it's also got, it's also got parts that are so much better than After Earth. Like some of the acting. Even his house is interesting yeah i mean it's got like it's like um funhouse like the funhouse like how the props looked appropriate 
there's a real yeah. scary atmosphere in this guy's house. There's interesting things on the walls. He's got interesting stories. He's really enthralling. Michael Park is... is Park? Michael Parks is amazing. Parks is very enthralling. Oh, yeah. And just along, is a really good victim. I don't think he deserves what he got, but nobody deserves that. No. Yeah. Oh, shit, no. And... If you're going to see this movie, it's because of sheer, like, morbid curiosity. It's like looking at a dead body. It's offensive, yeah. but you kind of want to look. If you're just curious, what's there? What's under the sheet? You know, what What am I looking at? Be careful. Because the fact that this came about is amazing. You know, it's like Hobo with a Shotgun or Wolf Cop. The fact that these movies get made and have such limited runs, I want to see these movies. There, there is that kind of cult classic mentality about it like this could be so bad later people think it's good yeah. and I'm sure yeah. we'll have a cult following yeah. a culty schlock like kind every of movie does like Winnipeg is known for having this cult mentality like Phantom of the Paradise the movie bombed everywhere except Winnipeg it played for over like played for almost an entire year so in rating it two Gimli sliders out of ten <laughs> <laughs> that's not scary well, you saw that you had just to get that reference. You had to see the movie. That's scary. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll give you that's... that one. This is the three guys podcast signing out. Good night, folks. Good night. Bye.